0: You're listening to Matt Walsh, On Demand. Don't miss The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Our good friend Lindsey Graham talking about uh, the likelihood that he'll run for president. What's the percent chance that you're going to get it? 91. Seriously? <laughs> Does he realize that isn't the vote? It's not how many people do you want to vote for you? What percentage do you want? He got 90, so I want 91. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip, weekday mornings 6 to 9 Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Matt Walsh podcast, uh, Matt Walsh on demand. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. H- how are you doing? Are you, are you doing okay? Everything's everything's all right. Work okay. Kids okay. Family's okay. Good. Good. Glad to hear. Okay, I, I want to start with a very fun activity uh, that I, w- I was just thinking about. So, so um, here's what I want you to do: take out a sheet of paper, and so I'll give you a chance. Take out take out the sheet of paper. I have mine right here. I have my sheet of paper, um, and make sure that you have a, a writing utensil. doesn't matter. It could be a pen. It could be a, a pencil. Uh, crayon is my preferred method. And uh, this is what you do next. You take out your sheet of paper, and I want you to write a list, um, and, be, and, and think very carefully about this. I want you to write a list of all the things that you deserve. Um, and it's important that you make this as thorough and extensive a list as possible. So very thoughtfully consider everything that life owes you all of your entitlements, write it all down, all of it, whatever, it is, you need to write all of it down. So maybe you deserve a house. Maybe you deserve a new car, uh, maybe a raise. Maybe you deserve, uh, a hot wife or, or a, a hot husband, maybe, um, maybe a, a lifetime supply of free pancakes, maybe you deserve uh, comfort, maybe you deserve happiness, maybe you deserve stability, whatever it is you deserve, write it down. And uh, personally, my favorite thing to deserve is, um, is a two-week paid vacation in the Bahamas. I, I deserve that. I like deserving that. Uh, But I'm also very deserving of of, uh, chiseled abs, um, low body fat percentage, faster internet connection, approximately $7 billion in gold coins. And maybe you deserve those things too. Or maybe you deserve a better job, uh, more respect in your profession and at home. Maybe you deserve to, uh, well, let's be honest, have everything handed to you in life. Maybe that's what you deserve. And in that case, you might need more than one sheet of paper if, it's, if, it, if you deserve everything, because I, I need you to write it all down. Now, um, once you've, and I, I guess I should give you a, a, a second. Well, you can pause this. If you need to pause this and finish your list of everything that you deserve, um, then resume it. And once you've do, done that, once you've written down your litany of entitlements, carefully, very carefully take it. And stow it safely in a locked briefcase. All right? This is this is what you're going to do. You're going to take your list, take a briefcase that locks, put it in, and unlock the briefcase. Now, this next step, because this list is so important. It's everything that life owes you. It's everything you deserve. So this next step is extremely essential. Um, what you're going to do is you're going to go outside, preferably. You're going to go outside, take the list in the briefcase. Make a large bonfire and toss the briefcase in. Burn it. Burn it to smithereens. Burn it and dance around the flames. Burn it and dance around the flames, screaming like a banshee. Then gather up the ashes from from the uh, what you just burned. Drive to the nearest lake or ocean and throw the ashes in the water. Then dump several gallons of oil on top and burn it all again. And so the last thing that you're going to do is uh, finally, siphon the remaining bits so now you have this uh, liquefied, these liquefied ashes that have been burned twice. Siphon the remaining bits into a secure container, fasten it to a rocket ship and send it careening into the abyss. OK? So the list of things you deserve has now been burned, drowned, burned again, and then exiled from the planet, which is what it deserves. Now, now, granted, this, this self-help exercise, uh, might, ne- which I didn't uh, think of, by the way, I, 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 I uh, read this in a book somewhere, a self-help book, um, but it, it might not be entirely practical because your access to oil drums, uh, spacecraft, briefcases may be limited. So you could always do the metaphorical equivalent by simply permanently banishing any sentence that starts with, I deserve... From your vocabulary. Never speak the words again. Never start a sentence again with I deserve. And i tell you why. Because deserve gets you nowhere. Deserve is for losers. Deserve has no ambition. Deserve has no hunger. Deserve has no courage. Deserve is poison. Deserve is a plague. And to be honest, I never quite realized how widespread that plague uh, is until last week. When And it's been an interesting week for me because I wrote a post about fast food workers. The ones who think they deserve $15 an hour to flip burgers and sprinkle salt on french fries. Uh, They call it the Fight for 15 movement. Of course, when, when, when my own kids whine and cry and make unrealistic and childish demands, I just call it a temper tantrum. So whichever description you choose, apparently um, it turns out the issue is, is quite contentious because my piece, which just very gently criticizes, uh, gently by my by my standards, very gently criticizes the, the $15 minimum wage proposal. Uh, that piece that went up, I guess, last Wednesday uh, also went viral. Got over a million shares on social media. I don't know how many total hits it got. I mean, millions and millions of, uh, of, of total views. Millions of people read it. And uh, it was, in fact, the, the number one... And this is absurd, by the way. Uh, but it was the number one page on The Blaze for, like, six days. Five or six days. And on top of that, it sparked a backlash... More fierce than any I've recently experienced, and I'm still and I'm still feeling it now. I'm still getting the emails and messages from people um, who. Common thread, of course, throughout all of them is, well, you deserve to kill yourself, idiot. F you, you know that kind of thing. Um, and while plenty of people still stand firmly on my side of this particular fence. Multitudes of others were, were, were quite incensed at my hateful and judgmental opinion that McDonald's employees should stop insisting they deserve a $29,000 annual salary for inaccurately counting chicken nuggets and putting them into the appropriate box. Which, in my experience, there's about a 50% chance they can't even do that correctly. They're correct that my opinion is is judgmental in the sense that it is an opinion formed through a reasonable discernment of the situation. It is a judgment that I formed. I, I have made a judgment um, that fast food workers aren't worth $15 an hour in their position as fast food workers. And that's not just my judgment, that's a judgment that the market has made. That's a judgment that all rational people have made. And yes, it is, is, it is a judgmental judgment, as all judgments are, and that's fine. But hateful? Uh, it's hardly hateful. Because what I'm trying to do here is, is save these people from many years of misery and disappointment. The hateful thing, I believe, or at least the indifferent thing, which is worse, would be to pat them on the head and whisper in the ear and tell them that they can, they can, they can have whatever they, they think they deserve because they're special and life is always fair and everything is great. That's the sort of thing you tell someone if you want them to be a failure in life. If somebody is a fast food worker at the age of 18, 22, 27, whatever it is, and they're a fast food worker and, and you, you go to them and say, listen, you deserve... Uh, almost 30 grand starting out at this job. That's what you deserve just because you're you just because it would make you comfortable. That's what you deserve. You go to them and tell them that here's what you've done. You have taken away in large part their incentive to move on to something better because yes, fast food employment sucks. It's horrible. It's terrible. Nobody likes doing it. Nobody should like doing it. That's why you want to get out and do something better. Better. Nobody is meant to do fast food work, uh entry level fast food work for years on. And that's not a career for anyone. That is dehumanizing to do that for too long. That's why you move on and do something else. So when you tell someone yes there, there, you deserve all you you could possibly want here in this job. You're not helping them, you're hurting them. So when I look back and I and I think about this after um after all the uh, uh hype is starting to die down just a little bit and I think about it, and a lot of people have emailed and said, you know, you need to apologize to fast food workers, print a retraction. My only real regret from uh, the post I wrote last week, my only real regret is that it's not exactly a, re- a regret, but, you know, I could have taken the message further than I did. Um Yes, fast food workers should stop telling us they deserve better and start trying to achieve something better on their own. You know, that that should happen. But that lesson should also be applied to uh, everyone it's not just that fast food workers don't deserve $15 an hour they definitely don't deserve it but I think the 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 bigger point here that and and I've certainly realized how important it is to drive this point home after this past week the bigger point is that effectively you don't deserve anything okay and this is a message that I, I think I would Most importantly, communicate to people who are my generation and younger that you don't deserve anything. Stop talking about what you deserve. Just stop it. Stop telling people what you deserve. Stop saying it. Stop thinking it. It gets you nowhere. You will be a loser and a failure if you consistently and constantly whine about what you deserve, nobody who has ever achieved anything in life, anything worth doing has done it by crying about what they deserve. And this is a message, uh, especially important for people, my generation, I'll tell you why. And it's not because older folks, baby boomers, my parents' generation, it's not that there aren't plenty of self-entitled whiners in that generation. There definitely are. There's plenty. My parents not in that category, but I think they'd be the first to say in their generation of baby boomers, a lot of that attitude. And now I'm afraid I'm going off the rails. I'm going to get derailed here, but I wanted to send this message to my peers, younger people about this entitled kind of, I deserve this attitude and how it only hurts us. Wanted to do that. Still will. But I also don't want to contribute to the stereotype or to the generalization that says, well, my generation is like that. We're the whiners. We're the spoiled brats. The older generation isn't, because that isn't true. And, uh, and it really bothers me. We get into this generational warfare thing, which is which is really a worthless discussion, I realize. But we get into it, and I hear from baby boomers all the time about, oh, you know, the younger generation. Right? Well. <laughs> First of all, those are your kids, okay? Those are, you made them that way. Those are your kids you're complaining about. Second, you look around at the welfare state, the nanny state. Uh, you look at the state of the family. You look at the government. All of that. Guess who built all of that? Guess who built it all and ruined everything? Baby boomers widely considered the worst generation in the history of the world. And that's just not me talking. Google worst generation ever, and you're going to see baby boomers, baby boomers, baby boomers, because they've ruined everything they touched. They, they ruined every American institution, everything. And all of these things that we're, that we're looking at now, they created all of it. The self-entitled nanny state attitude, that's a baby boomer generation invention. They own that. They made it. And so I think what's really valuable is we can... Um, as a younger generation, we, we can look at that and we can see, well, what, what did it accomplish? They drove our country into debt. They're going to be the first generation to leave their kids poorer than they were. All of our institutions are crumbling around us. You, know, you look at the divorce rate. You look, at, you look at the state of the family. You look at all these people on the government dole. You look at all the dependents all around us. You look at how people are so helpless and emasculated nowadays seemingly incapable of, of doing anything for themselves, well, that's... And, and you, you see how well that served the baby boomer generation. And you see that it didn't serve them well at all, did it? So now it's up to us to take a different approach. So while we're talking about $15 minimum wage proposal, we should go to the root of it. Because this isn't happening in a vacuum. It's not just... That people are saying, "Oh, fast food workers deserve fifteen dollars minimum wage." Like that's just some arbitrary number. Well, fifteen dollars is basically arbitrary because why not twenty? Why not fifty? I mean, if you can double their their wage overnight like that, then why not triple it? Why not quadruple it? You know. So the number is arbitrary, but the desire is not arbitrary. It's rooted in this notion that everybody should get exactly what they quote deserve, and we all deserve comfort luxury uh we shouldn't have to sacrifice we shouldn't have to work really hard uh we 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 shouldn't have to go through a period even in our younger years where we go without to achieve something better you know we shouldn't do any of that we shouldn't have to because we deserve better that's the attitude and it permeates our culture it goes way beyond just fast food workers and that's why it's important to say it's important to say look it's all nonsense You don't deserve anything. And it's funny. You'll notice that when we talk about I deserve this, I deserve that. It's only on the positive end, isn't it? You never hear anyone clamoring or rarely do you hear anyone clamoring to uh, be given a bad thing that they deserve. Because do we only deserve good things? Aren't there times when we deserve bad things? We deserve punishment. We deserve to have things taken from us. We deserve maybe to not be trusted. We deserve maybe to lose for people to lose their faith in us. But we never we never say that. We never, we never demand to not be trusted. We never demand to have something taken from us. We never demand to be punished, do we? We never do. I mean, we'll clamor all day about what we deserve at work, what salary we deserve, how much money we deserve. But nobody ever comes to work and says, I deserve to be fired. I stole money from the register last Tuesday. I deserve to be fired. Give me what I deserve to be fired. Nobody ever does that. I came into work late four times this month and I don't put in all of my effort. I deserve to be fired. Or at least demoted. Nobody ever says that. Is it because nobody actually deserves to ever be fired or demoted or, or punished? Is it is that really the case? Or is it that when we concentrate on what we deserve, we only look at the positive things? Or And is it that when we say, I deserve, what we really mean is, I want. And it's okay to want things. But then how do you go about getting them? If your strategy for getting them is just to keep saying you want it, that's a bad strategy. So just... Stop it. The better strategy is to go out and take it. And I don't mean take it like steal it. I mean, life presents opportunities, and you go out and you take advantage of them. You know, I heard a lot uh, the last week or so. People have been emailing me uh, angry about the minimum wage article. And, of course, predictably, there's been a lot of, well, what do you think you deserve for being a blogger? You just write words on the Internet. You think you deserve a lot of money for that? Maybe you only deserve $7 an hour. Yeah. Well... I don't know. Maybe. See, the the thing is, as I detailed last week, I was very poor for a long time. I went without for a long time. You know, I, I know what it's like to try to live on your own without any help on seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars a year. I've done it. Um, I know it's not it's not easy. I know what it's like for two people to live off of a twenty two thousand dollar a year income. I know what it's like for a family of four to try to. Uh, live off of a $40,000 income. It's not easy. None of that is easy. And I was very uncomfortable for a long time. And this is all very recent. In fact, I remember, um, I don't know, I guess it was five, six years ago when I was still alone. I was making whatever it was, very, very small amount of money. Um, but I was, you know, I had to pay all my bills and everything. And I got behind on my bills. Wasn't very good at budgeting. It's not that I went out and blew all my money on booze. Uh, or went out to the clubs every night, or something like that. It's uh, no. I would just. I, I. didn't have a lot of money to work with, and even when you have a very small amount of money, even if you're making as a single person seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars a year, you, you actually don't have to skip any meals or do anything like that if you're really disciplined and good at budgeting. Most people aren't. I wasn't, and I'm still not that great at it. To be honest with you, so I used to. You know, I, I would. I wouldn't do a lot of grocery shopping. I would eat out a lot. Not 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 like I was sitting down at Ruth's Chris, but I mean going out to McDonald's or something for a meal, Subway. Um, and you end up wasting money that that way. And I remember one winter in particular, uh wasn't able to pay my cable or internet bill, so that was so that was shut off. Um, couldn't pay my my phone bill. My phone was shut off. And there was about and this it's not like this only happened once. This happened unfortunately relatively frequently. But I I do remember in particular in the winter this one week, when, um, you know it's Sunday. I'm looking at my bank account, less than zero dollars. You know I'm overdrafting, negative thirty two dollars in my bank account. I'm not getting paid for another five or six days, and I have no money. I have nothing, and so I'm I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, I have to. I have to figure out a way to get through five or six days with zero dollars. I have nothing. I've I've got maybe some change in my pockets, or maybe if I look uh, under the couch, literally, I'm I'm looking under the couch for change, trying to figure out how many meals can I afford this week. And so I went in my car, and I looked in the cup holder. There was some change in there. Uh, Looked in the couch, found some change. You know, looked in some of my pockets. I think I found a couple dollars here and there and i scrounged together enough money and i figured okay i have enough that i could eat one meal a day for the next 5 days at mcdonald's um, from their dollar menu and then i'll get paid on friday but of course when you when you get when you get paid and you, you cash a check but you have no money you can't actually cash the check right you have to you have to put the money in the bank and then the check has to clear um, and then you could take the money out. So I know I get paid on Friday. I put, the, I put the check in the bank. I won't actually be able to access that money until Monday. So really this is, we're looking at, you know, eight days I'll have to go through. And I figure maybe I can do one meal a day. And so that's what I did. That's what I did. And this happened a lot. There was a span of five or six years of just being completely broke, of weeks where I had no money, Nothing. I've gone through it. I've I've done the, the the thing where you where you start scanning through your apartment, thinking what can I what do I own that I can sell on Craigslist. I remember I got an iPod for Christmas one year. Two months later, and I actually remember specifically that it was it was it was Valentine's Day. It was uh, so this was two months after Christmas, less than two months after Christmas. I just got an iPod, one of my only only luxuries in life. I had no money again ran into a situation, no money, but now it's two weeks until I get paid. I've got no money at all. How am I going to get through it? I, I've got to pay bills. Um, so I, I figured I'm going to go take this iPod and I'm going to sell it on Craigslist. So I did. So it was Valentine's Day. That's what I did. I remember it because it was it was a particularly depressing Valentine's Day. I think the the day before... Um, It was a a couple days before I just broken up with my girl. It was a a very sad situation. I just broken up with my girlfriend. It's uh, now it's Valentine's Day. I'm selling off my possessions. So I went on um, on Valentine's Day night. I went to to meet this guy in a McDonald's parking lot to sell him my brand new iPod. And he got a hell of a deal on it because I was desperate. And, you know, he comes out. He's got his girlfriend in the car and they're about to go out and have a good time. And, uh, and he gives me the, whatever, $40 that I sold the iPod for. And then I take it. I go into McDonald's. I buy some food with it. And then I come home, and uh, it was just a really depressing time. And that's what I did. I would go to Plato's Closet or one of these secondhand places and sell my clothes. Um, this is what I did for years. And you want to know something. When my wife and I were first married, this was less than three years ago, my wife and I were first married. I just left. Um, one, a radio job, a rock DJ job for, for a talk show job in the same market. And in fact, when I got married, I was working full time and I was doing, I think it was a four hour a night talk show, which is a lot of work by the way. Uh, five, actually six days a week, but I was getting paid. I was not on salary. I was getting paid part-time money. I was working full time. they were paying me part-time money. And at the time that I got married. So they were paying me an hourly wage for a talk show. So I worked whatever twenty five. It was actually twenty five. They paid me for the time that I was on the air, and that was it. And so when I first got married, we were on a single income, a single part time income, and I was bringing in I don't know a couple hundred bucks a week. You know, what we ate for breakfast during that during that period of time. What we used to eat for breakfast. Uh, we would, my wife figured out a recipe to make pancakes without eggs because eggs are expensive. So we would make eggless pancakes. Syrup was too expensive that we would eat with um, syrup that she made by melting butter and mixing it with sugar. So we would eat butter, sugar, eggless pancakes. Um, and that's what we ate for breakfast a lot during that time. We had, we had nothing. We were poor. Did I deserve more during that time? I don't know. Did I deserve to eat real pancakes instead? I don't know. Did I deserve to not live in a apartment with cockroaches all over the kitchen with a meth head that lived under us and used to stay up late at night blasting music and fighting with her baby daddy? Uh, did I Did I deserve something better than that? I don't know. No, I guess not. I didn't really think about it. And now, you know something, as a, as a blogger, as a person who writes words on the internet, yeah, I, I'm I'm comfortable now. I actually live a comfortable life, more comfortable than I've ever than I've ever been. In fact, I mean, I grew up. We weren't we weren't impoverished, but I grew up. We had six kids and a single uh, on a, on a single income. My dad was, you know, my mom stayed home with the kids. There were six of us, and my dad worked and he had a he had a good job. Um, but you know, to to provide for eight people on one income, unless you're a millionaire you're going to be living a pretty humble, relatively meager life. And we did. It was, I mean, we, we lived probably in a 1,200 square foot, four bedroom house with eight people, eight people. So it wasn't, uh, we weren't living in a cardboard box, but we didn't have a lot of the comforts and luxuries that people think they deserve now. But now, now for the first time in my life, I have some of those comforts and luxuries. Do I deserve them? No, I, I don't think I deserve anything. I don't feel like I deserve anything. I don't wake up every day. And look around the house and say, oh, man, I deserve this. Oh, man, Matt Walsh, you deserve this, don't you? I don't think I'm getting what I deserve. If I really got what I deserved in life, I I tell you what, I I tremble at the thought of getting what I really deserve. I don't feel like I deserve this. I don't think of it in terms of I deserve this. But it doesn't matter. Because in the words of uh, Snoop from The Wire and also Will Money from Unforgiven, deserve ain't got nothing to do with it. It wasn't like the universe handed this to me. Because it, it assessed that I deserve it. No, I just went out and got it. I made a calculation. I said, here's what I want in life. Here are the skills that I have. Here's my idea. I'm going to go out and I'm going to take it. And I did. It took me a while, but I did. You can tell me all you want that I don't deserve it, but I have it because I achieved it. Nobody gave it to me. It's not about deserve. It's never been about deserve. So I, I implore you. Stop thinking in those terms, because deserve anyway is a two-way street, and I think probably like me, you don't want what you really deserve. There are things in life that you deserve that you haven't gotten, and uh, you should be thanking God for that. I mean, forget about money and houses or any of that. I look at, uh, I've got a beautiful wife and a beautiful family. Do, do I think, oh, I deserve this? I deserve my wife. I deserve these kids. I deserve them. No, I don't think that at all. In fact, many days I think I am—I do not deserve this. I am too selfish and sinful a person to have deserved uh, this, to, to deserve these beautiful people in my life and the happiness that comes with it. I don't feel like I deserve it, but you know what? I, so I, instead I wake up every day rather than thinking, oh, I deserve <laughs> Look at my wife, look at my kids, like, oh, I deserve this. I'm so deserving. Rather than think that, I think, I, I don't know. I, I feel like I don't deserve it, but I'm, I'm going to try to live up to it. This is a blessing, and that's the nature of a blessing. It's not about what you deserve. It's been given to you. It's a gift, right, from God. Um, So it's, no, I don't deserve it, but I, I will try my hardest every day to live up to it. And the other thing about having these things that I don't deserve, the wife and the family and all that, that there are also incredible responsibilities that come with it. So rather than thinking about the deserving part of it, I think about the responsibilities that come with it. I try to live up to those responsibilities. That's all we can do. And I know that not everyone's path is the same, not everyone's experience is the same. But this is why I'm saying I'm, I'm targeting this message, particularly to young people, my generation and younger because I really do believe it's true that we can have whatever we want in life if, if we just set out to go and achieve it if we' if we're ready to make the sacrifices along the way. I think there's an attitude now of nobody wants to make sacrifices. It really surprises me to, to every time I, I think about it, but um, I think the truth is, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but but I, I think the truth is that my experience when I was when I was younger, five years living alone, completely alone. Uh, not with roommates or anything, not at my parents' house, just struggling to get by in a, in a strange town, in a strange place. I think that's a relative, it's not a common thing anymore. I think it was very common. It used to be common for people to do that. You know, you turn 18, 20, 21, whatever, you, you move out of the house and you go out and you try to start a life for yourself on your own. I think that used to be, Uh, Common, but it's not anymore. I think most people, they just, they just, because they don't want to make the sacrifices associated with it. They want the TV and they want the internet. They want to play the video games and they want all the luxuries and they want to be able to go out on a Friday night and have all their friends and do all that stuff. They want all of that. They don't want to give any of that up. They want to go right from that to a comfortable family life and they want to have the luxuries all along the way. They don't want to make the sacrifices. That's what it comes down to. People don't want to make the sacrifices. That's the truth. And like I said, if you're older, if you're 60, 65, 50 now, and you still refuse to make the sacrifices, well, like I said, just, just pray for you. But at this age, we can drop that attitude now and embrace the sacrifices so that we can build something better for ourselves down the line. But you're never going to make those sacrifices if you insist that you deserve to be comfortable and happy along the way, because you're not always going to be comfortable and happy. And in fact, you don't. Deserve to be comfortable and happy. Comfort and happiness might be something that you achieve. It might be a blessing bestowed on you and one that you have to live up to. But it's not about what you deserve because, truly, deserve really doesn't have anything to do with it. And that's going to do it for me. Uh, Facebook.com, slash Matt Walsh blog, at Matt Walsh blog. I will talk to you next week. J salus. God bless.